theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Well, let's go ahead and open up our Bibles. Uh, If you don't have your Bible with you or your Bible app where you're watching, uh, it's okay. We're going to display this on the screen so that you can read along with us. I'm going to be reading uh, the heartbeat of our passage today from the New Living Translation. I've been uh, in this particular translation since the beginning of the year, and I intend to stay there for the most part. Let's look at Mark chapter 10 verse 17 and I'm going to read 10 verses of scripture today so bear with me as Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem a man came running up to him knelt down and asked good teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life why do you call me good Jesus asked only God is truly good But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done. He told him, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. And he went away sad for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. This amazed them. But Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. And by the help of his spirit, I want to preach this thought to you today. Aligning the thread with a needle. Aligning the thread with a needle. Will you help me pray? Father, we love you. We bless you. I'm so thankful for the prayer presence that I feel. I pray for a fresh anointing to rest upon your minister right now. As I minister your word, God, help me to preach and teach your word with relevancy, with accuracy, and with a supernatural anointing. I release the gift of faith, God. Right now, I pray that you send your ministering spirits to minister to your people that are watching now, God. Open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out your spirit, God. We'll give you the glory. You can fill some one with your spirit while they're watching right now they can be healed in the name of Jesus Christ as they're getting into alignment oh Lord God expand our faith increase our faith 
whatever it is that is hindering an outpouring of your spirit God whatever it is that is hindering our alignment with your will and your word and your heartbeat I come against that in the name of Jesus Christ Satan has no authority here no foul spirit has authority here we are submitted to your lordship and the adversary of our soul is a defeated foe for you defeated him at Calvary we give you the praise and we thank you for you are the victorious one you are the one who sits on the throne and is worthy of our praise in Jesus name can you clap your hands unto him power in the name of Jesus power in the name praise God praise God I just feel that is anybody thankful for the power that's in the name of Jesus if you love the name of Jesus say the name Jesus come on and say the name Jesus shout the name Jesus oh there's nothing like the name of Jesus praise God today I bring to you some strong medicine for pervasive sickness the sickness of an incomplete understanding it's the illness of blinding doubt it's the disease of discouragement can I tell you the answer is God knows how to do the impossible God knows how to do the impossible Jesus watched as a rich young man left his presence and he shook his head sadly watching the man leave he had just told the man to give up all and follow after him. Jesus reveals a great truth. The more people have to leave behind, the harder it is for them to follow him. Now let me just leave a couple of thoughts with you right out of the gate. Kingdom alignment will happen when we allow eternity to frame our perspective. Kingdom alignment will happen when we allow eternity to frame our perspective. Look at Mark 10, 21. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Can I tell you, you need to get in alignment with eternity. It is not about the things on this earth. It is not about the things that we can amass. It is not about the retirement plans and the real estate investment options that we pursue. It is not about what's happening in the stock market or what isn't happening in the economy. Can I tell you, our economy is God's economy and our treasure is laid up in heaven. May we realize that we are investing and we are giving to see lives change when you allow eternity to shape your perspective, you'll get in alignment with God. But if you allow the things of this earth, if you allow the things of this world to blind your vision or to cloud your vision, you will find yourself frustrated. You will not be in alignment with his kingdom. God wants us to be in alignment with him. Can I tell you the next thing that you have to do? You have to be willing to go beyond. Notice the young man was a God chaser to a point. The Bible says that he came running up to Jesus, God in the flesh. He came running up to him and he was so excited. He knew he was in the presence of the Almighty. He found himself on bended knee and he says, you know what? I, Jesus, what is it I have to do? He is even honoring some certain things. But can I tell you, it came a point where he was not willing to go beyond. Jesus in that same verse of 21, the 10th chapter of Mark, he said, then come, follow me. As the man left, Jesus said, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. This young man was only willing to go so far. He was only willing to go to where he was comfortable. He was only willing to go where he was, where he, where things were familiar and he knew. But can I tell you, God is calling us into the unknown. God is calling us out of our comfort zones. You can run to him. Yes, you can bow in his presence. But let me just tell you, if you want to get in alignment, you will have to pick up your cross and follow him. You will have to deny yourself. You will have to venture out into the unknown. You will have to brave the uncertainty of life and know that he is with you. He is for you. Sometimes you'll have to go just at his word. Sometimes you'll have nothing but to stand on but his word. But can I tell you, you better go beyond the familiar. You better go beyond the ordinary. You better go beyond what you know and say, God, I'll take you at your word. If you're telling me to follow after you, I'll leave everything behind. I'm coming after you. Do I have anybody that wants to follow him? Is there anybody that wants to pursue him? Is there anybody that says, I'll abandon the ordinary. I'll abandon the commonplace. I'll abandon the familiar. I'm coming after you. Praise God. Jesus admitted, I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to let this settle in. You're not called to mediocrity here. You're not called to something normal. I feel the Holy Ghost already. Can I just help you out and tell you your carnal mind? I don't mean your sin-filled thought. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the human mind. It's enmity with God. It will always push against. It will always wrestle. It will always oppose the mind of the spirit. But God has not called anybody that's connected to extraordinary church to be ordinary. God has not called you. I told you this in 2020. We're allergic to average. God hasn't called anybody to average. He hasn't called anybody to some routine, route, mundane existence. God is calling us beyond. But if we're going to get in alignment, we're going to have to settle some things right away. You're going to have to have a cross in your life. I know it's not fun and I know that doesn't excite anybody, but you need to have an instrument in your life that denies self, that denies your will, that denies what you want, that denies yourself from being bitter, that denies resentment to get in your heart, that denies disobedience, that denies lustful thoughts, that denies the desires of the flesh. You have to have something in your spirit that will deny yourself from having the release of saying something you know you ought not say. You need to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow him. Get yourself into alignment. Get your family into alignment. Get your thoughts into alignment. Bring those things under subjection to the spirit of the Lord. Don't let those things raise its ugly head against what God is trying to do in your life. Get in the fight of your life and get in alignment with what God has for you. Praise God. We need to be in alignment. Jesus tells us, he tells us right out of the gate. He's like, look, he admitted, he said, let's not play any games here. Salvation, the rich, is really difficult. So much so it's like a camel passing through the eye of a needle. It's humanly impossible. What is the eye of a needle? All sorts of explanations have been offered for what Jesus meant here. Some say that the narrow mountain passes through which camels only can pass with great difficulty. 
or what Jesus had in mind. Yet such a thing would be difficult, but not impossible. Others say that the eye of the needle was a small door fixed in the gate and opened after dark. To get through, a camel had to be unloaded first and would kneel down and pass through the gate. Historians say that such a gate was not called the eye of the needle, and Bible scholars say that Jesus would not have referred to such gates while teaching in the countryside. Besides, this would be difficult, but not impossible. Still others say that the word for camel resembles that word of a rope. So that Jesus was saying rather than a camel going through the eye of a needle, he meant to say a rope through the eye of a needle. Plausible, but this ignores the fact that there was a similar proverb amongst the Jews who spoke of the impossibility of an elephant passing through the eye of a needle. In fact, the word used for needle is the word uh, that's used for a sewing needle. So clearly, Jesus meant how difficult it would be for the largest animal known in Palestine, a camel, to pass through the smallest opening known to the Jews, the eye of a needle. The impossibility of it all is seen in the disciples' reaction. They were astonished because they knew this simply wasn't possible. But with God, all things are possible. God knows how to thread the needle. I'm concerned though. I'm concerned because I believe as God is getting us into alignment, our thinking and our faith and our expectancy into alignment with his word, I'm concerned that we're allowing the surroundings to influence us more than we ought to. We're allowing circumstances to dictate our choices as opposed to the word of God. We're allowing the conditions to, to control our path in which way we go. We're allowing uh, uh, what, what, what people say is humanly possible. That's what we're clinging to. Can I tell you, stop clinging to what man says. Stop clinging to the wisdom of this world. Stop clinging to the limitations of what people say to you and what they say about you. Stop realizing, or, or I should say, stop relying on what man says and begin to rely on what God says. We cannot see the possibility of a camel trotting through the eye of a needle. So you know what we do? Immediately because we can't see a camel trotting through the eye of a needle, we discard it. We only relate to the probable and to the possible. The greatest threat to the godly, the greatest threat to the children of God, the greatest threat to those who follow Jesus Christ is not found outside. It's found within. There is an inner threat, an interior flaw that says, I can't. And at that declaration, you know what we do? We stop and don't go one step further. If it is impossible within the arms of our flesh, if it is impossible within the construct of our mind, then we immediately discard it. We don't easily journey into the realm of I can do all things through Christ. As opposed to we'll just sit back and be comfortable and say, well, you know what? It's not possible, so it won't be done. 
They might tell you that revival is impossible. They might tell you that Mississauga won't be known as a God-fearing city. But I believe and declare that all things are possible with God. I declare that we'll have great joy, not only in Mississauga, but in the greater Toronto area. And I'll call your city out. I believe we'll have great joy in Brampton. I believe we'll have great joy in Milton. I believe we'll have great joy in Oakville and in Hamilton. I believe we'll have great joy in Scarborough, Toronto and York and Barrie and Whitby. I believe we'll have an outpouring of the move of God and of his spirit that will shake everything that can be shaken. But instead, we like to laugh like Sarah and say, oh, it's impossible. But God asked, is there anything too hard for me? Said we shake our heads in dismay like the disgruntled or dispirited Israelites who saw giants in the promised land and we believe that God won't fight for us. Or like the young rich ruler, we walk away sorrowfully when we find something beyond our ability. We say, I can't, I can't. In a sense, I can't, I can't. This is true. We can't, but it's only partially true. For what we can't do, God can do. <laughs> Praise God. God knows how to thread the needle. See, this is it. People are typically pragmatic. If something works, we believe it. If something doesn't seem to work the way we think it should, we reject it. This is why people have great difficulty with God. God doesn't work like people think he should. Consequently, we focus on what is possible, what is doable, what is humanly achievable, the possibilities before us, the opportunities within our reach, only those things that interest us, only those things that control our decisions. We cling to that which is humanly possible. In other words, we determine our actions based on what we have within us. See, God asked Moses one day, what's that that you have in your hand? Moses didn't even need to glance. He knew what he held in his hand. His common shepherd's staff, his walking, his walking stick that helped him in rocky terrain. It was that which he leaned upon. Then God forever changed the way he looked at that old stick. God told him, throw it down. And when Moses released the humanly possible into God's hands, the impossible happened. What is that in your hand? What is that that you're clinging to? Can I tell you, faith releases our possibility into God's sea of impossibilities. I'm telling you, God is able. In other words, faith allows God to be God. And God can perform the humanly impossible. He is a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. And if you would just begin to abandon your rationale and begin to abandon what they taught you in school, would you would just begin to defy your own logic and trust the word of God, speak the word of God, and exercise your faith, you'll watch God do a miracle in your life. You simply need to get in alignment with him. Notice the very thing that the disciples said. They said, it is impossible. They were astonished. They said there is no way in our human reasoning, there is no way anybody of wealth, of affluence will be saved. There is no way we have thought about it. They could not help. They were all united in their response. They said we're not missing it. We followed you. 
we're even worried about ourselves. How are we going to make it? And Jesus responded and he said, with God, all things are possible. My question to you today is, is God in your equation? Is God in your formula? I know what the doctor said, but what did God say? I know what the checkbook says, but what does God say? I know what's happening in your home, but what does God say about your family? I'm telling you, we serve a God who is able to do the humanly impossible. Jesus said, yeah, you're right with men. This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Your healing is possible. Your deliverance is possible. Your restoration is possible. Revival is possible. The job you're looking for is possible. The peace of mind that you need is possible. Their children coming back to him it's possible with God see with men the camel will not go through the eye of a needle but what a camel can't get through God can get through I wish we would stop feeling like Praise God. You know what? Princess, why don't you come on up? Why don't the band just come on up? I feel like I need a little help today. Praise God. Y'all figure that thing out in Jesus' name. But you know what? I feel like oftentimes we find ourselves in this position where it's kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do you mean what are we going to do? We're going to watch God be God. Why are you panicking? Why are you worried? Why are you stressed? Have you, has, he, has he ever failed you? Has he ever let you down? No, it, it's not possible. God can do anything but fail. This is why, like, when he, when he told, so, you know, the angels show up and they're like, hey, you, Sarah, you're going to have a child. And she's like, I'm 90 years old. And, she, you know, and he's telling Abraham, they said, Abraham, you're going to have a child. He's 100. And Sarah overheard the conversation. And she was in the kitchen just giggling. <laughs> You know what? She was like, hey, they're like, what, what, what you laughing about? Is anything too hard for God? Praise. If we could get that mindset and operate in that understanding, this is what I'm trying to get you in alignment with. Whatever you are looking at that says it's impossible, I'm telling you right now, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. If you would get in alignment with God, with God, with God, you would understand all things are possible. If you'll get in alignment with God, then you'll get in alignment with his will. And if you'll get in alignment with his will, you know he'll withhold nothing from you. Everything that you need, he will give you. Every resource you need, he will back you with. Every, oh my God, every amount of encouragement you need, he's going to give you the power that you need to see it through. The resources you need to see it through. God can help you if you'll get in alignment with him. Come on, if you believe it, tell him I'm coming into alignment with you, God. If you believe it, tell him I'm coming into alignment with you. I'm telling you, God knows how to thread the needle. When it looks too dark, he's coming. When it looks like you're about to give up, hold on, because he's here. When you think it's over, I'm telling you, you're on the edge of a new beginning. Realize he's a God that cannot fail, and he'll help you. He'll deliver you. He'll restore you. Let him be God.
Lord and praise him. I want you to consider this for just a moment. I want you to look at our earth. It's absolutely perfect. Its size is perfect. Its size and gravity allows a protective atmosphere to envelop it, extending only 50 miles above the earth. The atmosphere sustains life. If the earth was smaller, a smaller planet like Mercury, <laughs> it wouldn't be possible. If the earth was larger like Jupiter, its atmosphere would be mostly hydrogen. Our earth is the perfect distance from the sun. The temperature on our planet goes from 30 below to 120 plus. Any further from the sun, we'd freeze. Any closer, we'd burn up. A fractional variance of Earth's position to the sun and life would be impossible. Our moon is the right size and distance from the Earth. It creates the important ocean tides so the waters do not stagnate. Yet, it isn't so strong to push our oceans across the continents. Our water not yet found on other planets. Our Earth's surface is 70% water. Our bodies are two-thirds water. It is the universal solvent, chemically inert, unique surface tension, freezes from the top down along, down allowing the fish to live in the water. Most of Earth's water is in the ocean, salt water. But through hydrology, salt water becomes fresh water raining down upon us. So my question is this, who is man that God is so mindful of us? Oh, who is the God that cares so much about us? He is the God who's able to thread the needle. He is the God who is reaching to you today. He is the God who is trying to build your biblical hope so that you understand you're expected in. He is the God that's telling you right now, yes, you can believe me. Don't receive that diagnosis from the doctor. I am able to heal you. He is the God who is speaking to you right now to tell you, get up out of your bed. Get up out of your situation and get in alignment with my word. He is the God telling you, get in alignment with me and come out of depression. He is the God saying, get in alignment with me and I'll pull you out of darkness into my marvelous life. He is the God who is saying, if I am for you, who can be against you? He's that God. He is that God. See, sometimes we just have to Look at ourselves for a moment. Just look at yourself. Do you think you were merely possible? No. You're an impossible creature made in the image of God. If you're at home, look at your, you got family with you, look at your family member next to you and tell them that's you. Paul said, we are his workmanship, his masterpiece. Let me just, I want you to set, let this settle in for a moment. I'm trying to stretch your faith to get you to understand how big your God is. You opened your eyes this morning, looked out the window, and I saw the overcast gray skies. You noted the hues of the sky. I thought to myself, we might have snow today. Somebody else thought, how beautiful. Notice I said somebody else. If you only knew what it took for your brain to accomplish these functions. No computer housed in large buildings can accomplish 
these simple tasks. Our brains process more than a million messages a second. We can distinguish hundreds of colors and 10,000 smells. We can feel a feather as it brushes our skin, hear the faint rustling of a leaf. So effortlessly, we open our eyes and ears and the world streams in. Yet anything we taste, see, hear, smell, or feel requires billions of nerve cells flashing messages at several hundred kilometers an hour through nerve channels to our brain, which is performing intricate calculations that scientists have barely begun to decipher. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. How does God put such magnificent abilities within our small heads because he's the God who knows how to thread a needle. Okay, watch this. Let me give you another. The psalmist said, O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He went on to promise that the descendants of Aaron would proliferate and that he would keep them. A recent study done by geneticists, they took the people who belonged to the Kohenim, the descendants of Aaron. They checked their DNA. Some had light complexions, others had dark skin complexions. They came from Africa, Asia, Europe. The genetic markers in the group were so specific that researchers named the exact date that their common father walked the earth. 3,180 years ago, or exactly the same time frame when Aaron walked through the Red Sea. The hatred of their enemies could not exterminate them. The plagues, the persecution, and pestilences could not stomp them out because there was a promise that Aaron's descendants would flourish. Impossible? Not for the God who knows how to thread a needle. the most advanced civilization of its day, home to ancient wonders of the world, powerful pharaohs, spectacular moments, rich history. How did Israel have a chance? Israel groaned in her captivity. She cried out to God for an answer. Hush, hush Israel, don't cry. Your answer's coming. Where? Is it from a massive army or far? No, the opening for deliverance is in a tiny ark floating among the bulrushes. Impossible? Not for the God who's able to thread the needle. Saul, don't be afraid. Goliath seems like an impossible foe. He's taller by far than anyone, almost 10 feet tall. His helmet and leggings are bronze. His armor weighs in excess of 200 pounds. That's more than I weigh, praise God. His bronze javelin has 25 uh, foot iron tip his shield looks like a wall his tongue though is what hurts most of all twice a day for 40 days this man this giant ridiculed Israel impossibility kept them from hiding in their trench or kept them from hide kept them hiding in their trenches it's not possible it's not possible but God had other plans he had a shepherd boy with a love for him a shepherd boy who had seen God come through a lion and a bear were skinned and nailed to his wall. He knew the power of God. He knew the Lord of the impossible. 
with nothing but a sling and a stone. This young man runs into a field and man's impossibility become God's starting point. A giant fell, victory was won, and an army came home safe and sound. Packed in a tiny shepherd boy was enough power to bring down a giant. How? God knows how to thread a needle. He takes the tiny things of our life and he covers the impossible. A, a lunch can become a banquet. A mustard seed can become a tree. A little hope can become an anchor and a little faith can become a mountain. Why? Because God knows how to thread the impossible. I remember when Nadine DeGrasse came in. We were having communion that day. I'll never forget it because she was walking and the pain was so visible on her face. If I'm not mistaken, she might have even had something helping her come to get up the steps. She sat down. She worshiped God. We were receiving communion. And shortly thereafter, the next thing I know, I see her leaping. I see her jumping. I see her shouting. I see her worshiping God. Why? She received her healing. Can I tell you? Because we serve a God who knows how to thread the needle. Anything is possible with a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or take according to the power that works in us. Believe Him and give Him praise. Declare He's able. Rejoice in Him because your salvation is nearer than you think. in Hebrews 11. We'd be here all stinking day. What am I here to tell you? Trust in the limitless God. It's easy. It's easy to trust when there's money in the bank. It's easy to trust when things are going well. But when the opening gets small, times get winding down problems loom large, it gets tough. It's tough to trust God when you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. It's trust. It's tough to trust God when you have more month than you do money. It's tough to trust God when you've got a prodigal in your family. It's tough to trust God when you get a phone call you weren't expecting. It's tough to trust God when your spouse leaves and they ain't coming back. It's tough to trust God when you lose your job and your security seems threatened. But I hear the words of Jesus. With us, with us, it's not possible. But with God, with God, with God, it's possible. What am I telling you? You may be diagnosed with a terminal illness, but with God, your healing is possible. You might have more month than you have money, but with God, who will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, it's possible. You might have a prodigal in your family, but with God, it's possible because he's the one who left the 99 to go after the one. I'm telling you, it's possible. You might get a call from your spouse saying they don't want to come back, but I serve the God of another chance who is rich in mercy, who will bring your spouse back and reconcile your marriage. I'm telling you, we serve a God who is able. Get your faith in alignment with the... 
Get your thread in alignment with the needle and realize that God is about to send you through. I'm prophesying to you. What you didn't realize is God is going to bring you through your impossibility. God will bring you through that difficulty. God will bring you through. Get in alignment because through is what you'll do. Get in alignment because you will get on the other side. Get in alignment because your time is now. Praise God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. With God, with God, Alex, all things are possible to them that believe. Mia, Jaden, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. What am I trying to get you to do? Believe again. Trust again. <laughs> Become like a child again. He just got finished ministering to the children. If we would only, if you read it in our text, right before, with simple faith, all we have to do is approach God and say, I believe. I don't believe in my own flesh, but you, through your spirit, God can do it. I close with this. Mary, she's almost objecting to heaven. She said, how can this be? The angel shows up, has this good news, and she's like, this be and heaven said something that calmed Mary's fears for with God nothing will be impossible I feel the Holy Ghost so strong I'm telling you right now those of you are getting your thread in alignment and you're getting it through what you think is an impossibility but what you're really doing is getting in alignment with God. And God is about to show you that what's an impossibility for us is partly true, but it's not an impossibility for Him. When you get in alignment, you'll come to the end of yourself and you'll come to the beginning of what God can do in your life. Are you facing an impossibility today? Is there a situation in your life where you don't think you can be healed? Perhaps it's a relationship that's gone south. Maybe there's a dilemma where you seem to have no adequate solution. Maybe you find yourself facing an uncertain future and you're asking how, how, how can this work out? Can I tell you, stop asking how and start asking who. I'll tell you who. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, is about to do something supernatural in your life. Right where you are, I want you to get ready for the miraculous. I'm telling you, it's getting ready to happen by faith. I'm telling you, it's getting ready to happen in a supernatural way. I'm telling you, your time is now. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. 
If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.